Yeah, the how's the sound now? The sound it's is sound. much better. You're coming in clear. Okay. A lot more clear. So yeah. So we've been talking about doing a podcast. Right. We've been talking about doing a podcast, yes, right? And we sure uh, have. And we've been thinking about some names and I thought about Psych Dad, but then uh you brought up a good point about Psych Dad. It's kinda it could scare people away. <laughs> um that does sound like Psycho Dad. Yeah. I think that might deter <laughs> some people so from uh, d- even checking us out. And then you came up with a pretty cool idea, kind of personalizing it. It's calling it Papa G Help, right? Right. PapaGHelp.com. Hey, your boys with Papa G. So, um, now you're you're the specialist here on you know the psychologist and and uh, I'm more the technical guy and. That's why I'm coming to you, and I have a lot of great ideas, and I have, you know, with Matthew and Zach, I have some great ideas, but uh, I come to you for anything psychological, because you have the certificates and the experience. So, tell me some of your ideas. I'd love to do a podcast, because I think we can reach out to a lot of people to, uh, to help them to understand what's going on in their homes and with their kids, and we can offer them ways to... Uh, kind of see the issues and see if they're real or not real and to see if we offer them help to get uh, extra help if they uh, aren't able to to resolve it with some of the things we say. The idea I'm thinking is that it's threefold for this podcast. It's to listen to you, the listeners right now, to honestly hear you through your words as you write to us and uh, we would discuss your child and you. The second thing is I'd like to offer ideas to help with whatever the problem or problems are that you feel need fixing. That may or may not relate directly to the issue you have about your child. There may be another piece to that puzzle, but we would explore that with you and see if we can come up with a a workable solution. The third thing is I'd like to help strengthen the bonds between you and your child so that there's always a mutual respect for each other, no matter what the age. Many times I've found that it is this lack of of respect that interferes with the development of the children and also development with the parent. It's as if the parent is telling the child constantly what they should do or shouldn't do, which is somewhat the prerogative of the parent, but it doesn't foster a good sense with your child because they're not part of the learning process. They're not part of of the... reaching a, a solution together. It's more the sense that the parent says so. The trouble about a parent saying so all the time is not a very positive thing because that wears thin after a while and the kids just be, become annoying at times or they become what can be called, and the term is passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. Mm-hmm. I have a, a just a, a comment about that. So you feel that the children should, that your kids should be somewhat involved in the decision-making process? Yes, in fact, the children should be involved in almost every decision-making that happens, that affects them. That helps strengthen their own sense of self, and that helps them uh, continue the idea of respect because you're respecting them and they're respecting you. That does not mean, because the child wants this, that the child should get this. That is not the purpose of that. Should you ever give your child what they want? There are times when you would like to do that with just as a 
just a kind of a, as a relationship thing. You might say, "This my child would like this, and I'd like to give him that," okay. but that's not the same thing as homewise. Why homewise? I'm saying that uh, the child would say, "I, I want to. Uh, I don't want to eat this food," mm-hmm. and that's something which you would want to address. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought of a, a just coming to my head. I, I use this with Matthew a lot. Um, I'll give him a choice. I mean, I know what I want him to do. I know what I need him to do. Mm-hmm. I know what he needs to do. He doesn't know what he needs to do. He wants to do something else. But for instance, we were playing the Wii. We were playing the you know playing our the the game system, the Wii, and uh, we had to shut it off. But I it, we gave him a choice. It's you know you can either we can either go into bed and read a book. Um, or we can go into bed, and I'll tell you a story, and you choose which one. So I gave him that, op- you know, that option. Which one do you want me to do? And I kind of gave him the power, you know, of, of choosing. He had a choice, so it was almost like I gave him the control in that situation, and he liked that. It's such an interesting concept because if you think about it, um, we face that with the salesmen all the time, and what they do is they give you they uh, give you a forced choice, which is what John was describing. It's a forced choice. Uh, where they'll say to you, okay, you like this car. Which color do you want, gray or blue? <laughs> I love that. Oh, you know? yeah. Right? Oh, it's oh, it's true. Or, or how about the classic? I mean, you know, I worked in the mortgage industry, and I had to call up, and <coughs> I had to be somewhat aggressive without without a, sounding aggressive. I'd call up to make an appointment, and I'd say, okay, so uh, so what da- what days are you available? Tuesdays or what? Tuesday or Wednesday? Right. And most people can't say no. <laughs> Most people have problems saying no, as, as you probably know that. So they always wind up saying, oh, Tuesday, and then I'll, then I'll give them another choice. Um, what time works better for you, 5 or 6? 5 o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's the same, the same idea, and I, I think that, that applies to relationships also. Absolutely. But what John did at the same time, there was another message that uh, Matt got, was that your time with the Wii game is finished. And you only have two other choices at this point. So what he did was he maintained the parental role of the authority, which he knows that, J- that Matthew needs to go to bed. But at the same time, he also had Matthew help participate in the easiest way to get into that. It's not a, I, I don't want you to look at it as a trick. It's not meant to be that way. What it's meant to be is to give the message of one thing is done, then I'll help you and I'll give you some choice as to what else you'd like to do to finish what we need to do. Right, right. And, and again... Matthew doesn't know what's best for Matthew. As parents, we know what's best for Matthew. But we also want to give Matthew or, you know, Zachary, too, want to give them choices. Want to give them. That also encourages the learning process. It makes them, uh, it makes them more confident in their decision-making process. Mm-hmm. It, it, I guess it, it conditions them to think, to think more. Um, I know we could probably go on for a long time, um, but this is – you know, I'm gonna we're gonna keep this really short because this is just a trial run. But I, I just I wanted to ask you, Papa G. Wanted to ask you, um, you know, we're talking about what to podcast about. You know, I and I know being a psychologist, that's that's a podcast in itself, and that's you know, there there are issues and concerns we can cover for a year on that. But what do you think is one of the mi- one of the most prevalent issues right now with parents and their kids in the society that we live in? At the present time, we have a lot of issues about behaviors. And that is something where children are not making the right 
choices often, but it's also we as parents need to make right choices and then teach our children. You know, it's funny. We sort of take for granted that we've actually told our child it's not good to steal. It's not good to take when somebody else or, or that. But yet we really don't take the time. So we need to actually sit with our children and talk with them. One of the big things they had about the drug part uh, trying to prevent drugs is they said, hey, have you talked to your kids? Talk to your kids anytime because that's very effective. A lot of people felt uncomfortable, but you know, that's really important. The idea of when they talk about sex, and they said, how many of us learned, it? not from our parents, because mm. it was sort of an embarrassment there, right. that we didn't know uh, what we should have known at the times we did it. So um, think about behavior, and I can talk about that another time. And I have to say, the best behaviors have, are produced by being positive rather than negative. Very good. Okay. So that's definitely the, num- the, the number one uh, in your mind. And I think, I think you're right about behavior because, I mean, working in the schools, the after-school programs, and seeing the kids on the street, I think behavior is definitely one of the things that our parents r- really need to work on, um, I guess, shaping their kids at an early age. And now parents are working more, which is a whole different issue where they're working more hours in a day, spending more hours away from their kids. You know, kids are in school from 7 in the morning to 7 at night now with after-school programs, so um, you have other people raising your kids. But what, what do you think is, a, is the second biggest problem that our kids are facing? You know, there's a lot of um, issues in the schools, and there's a lot of what are referred to as learning disabilities in the schools, and that's not always the case. But it's good to know about learning disabilities because then you can help your child if you spot anything ahead of time, and you can work with them and work with the schools. And the other thing is that if your child has a disability, you need to actually consider the truth of it. Sometimes I get parents who whose child is acting out in ways that are not helpful, have nothing to do with behavior as much as that they can't attend and not able to focus. And there are techniques to be used other than drugs to work with that, although drugs definitely have a place. And it's a matter of not having enough knowledge of that. And so if the parents learn about the school learning disabilities and get involved with the children and learn the academic part, then we'd have much, much more uh, improved situations. Okay. Well, this is going to conclude this part, and then we'll be back for more.